The Marshall Thundering Herd, going from the hunter to the hunted. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, we'll get a little bit more uh, regular, as they say uh, here. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, the move is complete. You can see a nice new background. We got a little Roba Show uh, honor back there from the Raging Cajuns. Got the Locked On Sunbelt up, got the books up. Could show you what's over here, but you may think less of me or you may think more of me because uh, maybe we'll get to that a little bit later on. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to start to not only wrap up spring football and hopefully talk to some more football coaches, uh, but we're also going to uh, look into uh, baseball as well. Hopefully this week we will have Mark Alvion from the South Alabama Jaguars and Coach Gilmore from the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. But today's episode is the Marshall Thundering Herd, and it is brought to you by the uh, this episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Marshall wrapped up spring football uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, I guess, technically. And uh, we got our buddy Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch talking Marshall Thundering Herd. They're going from the hunter to the hunted. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Let's talk a little Marshall Thundering Herd with our buddy Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch. Uh, Why don't you put a bow on Marshall spring practice? Because it kind of feels like this year, they're going from the hunter to the hunted. So I wonder, you know, trying to, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we'll talk about that later. What, how do you what, put a bow on the spring? Let me just start out that way. Yeah, I think it was a competitive spring. Um, it, it was kind of unique in the fact that, um, you know, Huff uh, kind of took a step back from, you know, the X's and O's and being involved in um, directly in the install and kind of let a lot of his coordinators do a lot of that. Um, I think, which is good uh, when you've got uh, a similar system and a new defensive coordinator and, you know, kind of letting the assistants do their thing. And so that was, that was different for him and different to watch. Um, you know, he never once put a headset on. Um, he was uh, always uh, kind of lurking in the background and, and taking things in. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, what he saw is what a lot of us saw uh, in the spring game on, on Saturday. And that was, um, they're really trying to build the depth versus uh, reinforce, you know, kind of what they already know from the starters. Um, you didn't see a ton of reps from um, guys like Rasheen Ali or Cam Fancher, um, you know, Eli Neal on the defensive side, Owen Porter. Those guys didn't play much in the spring game, and some of them were limited through the spring mm. um, in practice. It was kind of one of those things like, you know what they – you know what they're going to bring. Um, you know, guys like that. But, uh, you know, how do you evaluate um, the depth you have on the roster? You give them more reps and give them, you know, have some more to look at on film from from some of those guys that are the twos, threes, and even fours, um, you know, through spring. So I think that was what was fun to watch um, throughout the spring. And then, you know, of course, at the spring game, they had between five and 6,000 fans show up, which was a good afternoon in Huntington. And um, there's some excitement around the program um, coming into this year after the success they had last year. Cause and I know you and I have talked about this before. They were right there in, in several games that, that didn't go their way um, and, and still ended up winning 
um, nine games, um, right. you know, eight, eight in the regular season in the bowl game. So I think it's an exciting uh, new season ahead for, for Marshall and um, certainly w- with uh, a mix of knowns and unknowns at, as far as it goes to personnel. What X's and O's have changed? Are they changing schemes? I, I don't think they're necessarily changing schemes, um, especially on offense, um, because I think they're going to stick to their guns there. They found something that worked last year, and that was kind of a, you know, a, a mix of of run and pass, but but it was run heavy, um, you know, because you had Cam Fancher, who uh, is a runner first most times. Um, that's kind of just kind of his natural tendency is is to to tuck it in and run. And then you, of course, you had a guy like Kalen LeBourne, who right. uh, was good for twenty-five or thirty carries a game. And so, uh, not that they had to be run first last year, but it's what worked for them. And I think uh, they built everything off of that running game. And I think you're going to see more of that this year. Um, you know, uh, with the, the return of Rasheen Ali, uh, a fully healthy Rasheen Ali, I should say, he played in three games, the final three games last year, but um, you know, had that knee brace on his left knee and. Uh, never really looked like himself, but uh, he, he's looked good. Um, you know, when he's taken reps this spring and uh, said he feels better than uh, he ever has. So I think that's a good sign for the Marshall offense. And, um, you know, I, I think it's still going to start with the running backs. Um, it did last year, and, and, and maybe that looks different. You know, Rasheen Ali is uh, different from Kalen LeBorn in the fact that he's not going to carry 25 or 30 times a game. He might get 20 touches. You know, maybe it's, you know, 12 carries and eight catches. Maybe that's extreme. But, uh, you know, he has the ability to catch out of the backfield as well as A.J. Turner, um, who got into some games last year but didn't play a whole, whole lot. Um, And so I think you're going to see more of the uh, catching ability from the running backs out of the backfield. And then there's a receiver group that um, just has a lot to prove, I think. Um, of course, you lose leading receiver Corey Gamage um, to the transfer portal. Um, he had led the team in receiving the last three years, uh, but they brought in guys like uh, Demarcus Harris from Kentucky, um, who had a good camp and, and flashed a bit in the spring game. Um, guys like Brian Robinson, who transferred from Florida State last year, um, didn't play much, but uh, he has a chance to step up. And then guys that have been in the program for three or four years now, Charles Montgomery, um, Caleb McMillan, Talik Keaton, those guys are going to be mainstays in that wide receiver group. But uh, they, they've got to prove that, um, you know, they have the ability uh, to to make big plays out there. I think one of the things that was kind of surprising to hear Huff say this spring was, he's like, man, we're, we're catching the ball. And that shouldn't surprise me. Um, <laughs> but and he, he said, Maybe you know, it does. last year, um, there were some drops and, and drops were a problem and uh, especially in big spots, but that hadn't necessarily been a problem this year um, so far. You know, of course, they haven't seen uh, they haven't seen another team. Um, they've been going against their own defense, which in itself has been proven to be pretty good. But, um, you know, I, I think still uh, the, the offense stays the same. And the defense, there's some nuances there that, that are unique to Jason Seymour and his coaching style. Uh, but, but the meat and potatoes um, of what they did last year is still there. Um, and, you know, I think that's what Huff was looking for in a defensive coordinator was someone who was in the same realm as Guidry, uh, but could bring his own flair to it. And I think Jason's done a good job of that. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll get back with Luke Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch talking Marshall Thundering Herd. We'll talk to him 
about the quarterback situation. But first, let's talk a little fan duel. And we got the NBA playoffs uh, heating up. We got a little Steph. We got a little LeBron. My goodness. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I, I'm actually looking forward to that, Steph and, uh, and LeBron playoff series. It, sh- it, should be, it should be a good one. All right, let's get back to uh, Lou Creasy of the uh, Herald-Dispatch talking Marshall Thundering Herd, and was there a true quarterback competition in the spring? Talking to Lou Creasy from the Herald-Dispatch, talking Marshall Thundering Herd, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. All right, everybody always wants to know about the quarterback. You know, we all figured it was Cam Fancher's job going into spring. Is that where we stand? Was it his job? Uh, is it his job? Tell us about the Marshall Thundering Horde quarterback situation. Yeah, I think he's. He, I think he's still the, the clear cut one um, because we didn't see him in the spring game, and uh, that was kind of the story for all of the expected starters is they didn't play. Um, so. Uh, but what Cam did get a chance to do in the spring game, he got to be the offensive coordinator for one of the, uh, oh, one really? of the teams. Um, so he got to call the plays and, and kind of understand the offense. And I think that um, shows a, a level of confidence in him and, you know, just the the fact that they're willing to, to hand the playbook to him and say, okay, let's see how much you know of it. Um, so I, I think he's the clear cut one. He looked good in spring ball uh, throughout the practices and, um, the, the unique thing about it is, and they were in the same situation last year, they had six quarterbacks in the spring, um, and then ended up again with six quarterbacks in the fall because, uh, there was one that transferred, um, after spring. And then of course they added Henry Columbia in the summer, uh, last year. So this year they entered with six quarterbacks on the spring roster. Now they're down to five. Kate Cunningham, uh, entered the transfer portal yesterday, he announced. Um, and so, I think it was a battle between Cade Cunningham and Cole Pennington for the two at this point. Um, and so, you know, w- without Cade Cunningham in the mix, um, I think Cole is probably um, holding on to that backup spot right now, Cole Pennington. Um, and then behind him, there's some guys that, uh, you know, are just still looking to separate themselves from the crowd. And I think Cole can be mixed in there too. The benefit that Cole has is he was on the scout team last year. And, and understand that kind of helps you get used to the speed of the game. And, um, of course, you're going against the defensive one. So that's uh, undoubtedly going to help him. And he said that, and coaches said that too. Um, but, uh, you know, th- there's there's a mixture of talent, um, you know, when you get beyond Cam Fancher and Cole Pennington. Um, Colin Parachek, a kid who transferred from Moorhead State, um, and, uh, you know, some, some, some other freshmen uh, mixed in there as well. So, um, you know, I, I think it's it's Cam is the one and Cole is the two going into summer. And then we'll see what happens from there. But uh, I, I, I personally can't imagine a scenario where Cam Fancher is not the one. I think he proved it. Um, he went six and one as a starter uh, at the end of last year and in a relatively uh, limited offense without the, the dynamic um, – element of Rasheen Ali in there. So 
Um, I think he's probably the favorite um, to be the starter right now, but um, Huff is as tight-lipped as anybody in the country when it comes to announcing a starter. So uh, we're still probably a few months away from knowing for sure, but uh, I, I don't see a world in which Cam doesn't start the season opener. So is that a week-to-week thing with Huff, or it's one thing when we find out about it. When does he like to have a starting quarterback? Like, this is not this is not a big secret who's going to be the starting quarterback. It, it, it appears right now. The longer yeah. he goes without announcing it, it makes it appear like it's a secret. Of course, he could tell them and not tell us. Yes, yeah. But I really don't think he told anybody last year um, because mm. he was kind of uh, – he held it out until the very last scrimmage of fall. Um, you know, he said, you know, we're going to do this drill and send the quarterbacks out there and say, okay, do it. And, uh, whichever one does it better, that's who's the starter. And, um, <laughs> I, and it, 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 is that a good way to do it? Um, I don't know, but, uh, you know, he, he I, I think there's probably a feeling like in the flipping room. a coin. Yeah. It, it feels like it, it felt like it right. at times, but, right. um, you know, but, uh, you know, Huff knows his players. And so. Um, you know, I think this year is a little bit different in the fact that, um, you know, you don't have a guy with six or five years of experience in the room, uh, like Henry Columbia did. Um, but you know, too, that, um, that gives him a chance to, to give players equal reps throughout camp. And so I think Cam Fancher is going to get, you know, reps, uh, Cole Pennington's going to get reps, Colin Parachek's going to get reps. Um, th- they're going to get reps until somebody separates themselves behind Fancher, and then I think you'll see, um, you know, the race come down, um, you know, to those last few weeks of um, of fall camp before the season starts. And so um, it, it'll be fun to watch. But, you know, I, fr- from what I've gathered, um, they've, they've liked Camp's progression this offseason, which I think is important, um, you know, because you can – you can improve week to week in the season, but what do you do in the off season to get even better? Um, you know, it's another year under his belt in the system. And so I think that helps him out. Some of the guys in the offensive line have um, openly come out and said that, that their confidence is in cam. And I think that goes a long way um, to, to kind of uh, unofficially deciding a starter. Of course, he's not going to do it um, until much later into fall camp, but, uh, you know, like I said, um, I, I think this is Cam Fancher's team, and I think he kind of proved that last year. All right, let's take one more timeout. We'll wrap up things with Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch. We'll talk about Marshall Thundering Herd, head coach Charles Huff. But first, again, let me tell you, my, let me give you my thanks, I should say, for, you know, hanging with me. Again, a little bit of a move from uh, Mobile to Lafayette. We're a little bit more settled and looking forward to, you know, wrapping up spring football, uh, getting into baseball, and again, we are like 10 days away from the Sunbelt Conference Tournament coming to Lafayette. Of course, uh, it'll be hosted by the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, who, you know, have only won 80 straight Sunbelt series. So it should be an interesting time. And hopefully uh, my radio show on 103.3 The Goat will actually be live from Lamson Park here in Lafayette. If you're coming, if you're coming by, be sure to say hello. Uh, again, thanks very much. I know it's been a little bit, um, I guess, irregular would be proper way of saying it, but we will be very, we'll be much more consistent uh, moving forward. Okay. All right. Let's wrap things up with Luke Creasy from the Marshall. Well, from the Herald uh, Dispatch covering the Marshall Thundering Herd, talking head coach, Charles Huff. He's heading into year number three, how he has adapted as a head coach. Talking to Luke Creasy, Herald Dispatch, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Let's talk a little bit about Charles Huff. He's going into his third season as the head coach with the Marshall Thundering Herd, I'm not sure we ever, 
ever see him without a big smile on his face. How <laughs> has true. he adapted to being a, a head coach uh, up there in West Virginia? The, the I think he has a really great understanding of how to build a culture, and that's something I've I've seen grow uh, for Marshall, and I think that is you know one of the things that he did um, almost immediately um, was latch on to the uh, relational aspect of what, you know, Marshall university is within itself and to the community around it. Um, I think he really gets that, um, you know, that community connection. And I think that's gone a long way into, um, you know, helping build the culture. But, uh, you know, one of the things he says that, you know, if, if you have a chance to watch practice and watch, um, you know, watch and play is that if you don't play hard, you don't play for Charles Huff. And um, so I, I think, you know, that that balance of being relational, but also trying to push your players to get to get the most out of themselves and to get the most out of your team um, is something he's done really well. And so you can tell uh, year to year he's getting more comfortable um, as a head coach. Of course, this is his first um, you know, opportunity as a head coach. Um, you know, he's been in some big time programs and some big time situations. You know, he's coached in national championship games and, um, you know, been around some of the best running backs, um, you know, th that are now in the NFL. You know, Saquon Barkley, uh, Miles Sanders, you know, he's been around those guys and, and helped coach them up. Um, Najee Harris, he coached at Alabama. Um, so he's been in these big time situations and seen how, you know, the big programs are run, the big power fives. Um, and I think he's trying to bring a little of that to Marshall, which is uh, a little bit different for, for a school of Marshall size, um, you know, because, uh, you know, things at that level sometimes, uh, you know, I mean, they run a tight ship and, you know, they expect uh, the most out of you every single day. And, and I'm not saying that's, um, uncommon uh, across lower levels of college football or at the group of five level, but the expectation um, that he has for his players, he also holds himself to. And I think that goes a long way, but uh, it, it's been fun to watch the Charles Huff era develop. And, um, you know, like I said, he, he is a character um, and uh, he knows how to put on, um, knows how to put on a good face and, uh, you know, and, and get the most out of everybody. And, um, Today's his birthday, actually, too. So I saw uh, I saw that going around Twitter, uh, which was which was uh, kind of funny because Brett McMurphy wished him a happy birthday and said he was the fourth youngest coach in the MAC. Um, Marshall hadn't been in the MAC for eighteen years, so that was kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> We're talking to Luke Greasy, Harold Dispatch, Locked On Sun Belt. All right, let's talk about expectations because they were, you know, not picked very high to do very much last year, and now I'm sure they're going to be picked. Much higher this season, although it does yeah. appear like the East is wide open. We'll see. You know, the yeah. portal is is closing in the weekend, and yeah. we'll see if one Grayson McCall sticks around. It appears that he is for now, so uh, we'll see if that changes. Uh, but, you know, everybody else seems to be looking for a quarterback uh, on that side of the division. Uh, Troy's yeah. probably going to have to go uh, through that, right, going from the hunter to the hunted. South Alabama yep. kind of got through that last year. We'll see what happens. Uh, this season, the Cajuns have been through it. How is Charles Huff and the team kind of dealing with, I mean, high expectations, right? Division title, Sunbelt Championship, all of that. We're not just looking, yeah, we want to win six games in a bowl game. I yeah. presume they're dealing with, we want more after last season. 
Yeah, and, and I think you know some of the players uh, will definitely agree there. Um, I was talking to Mike Abraham the other day, and you know he said you know one of the reasons that he came back was because he didn't accomplish all of the the goals he wanted to. Owen Porter said the same thing. This team wants a conference title, but knows um, knows how hard it is to get back to that level um, of you know because they were playing some really good football uh, down the stretch last year. Um, after, you know, kind of an up and down start. Um, but, you know, I think they realized that uh, the work they put in um, got them to where they were. And, um, you know, I think it's it's going to be largely the same approach um, as, as they had last year. You're not going to hear a lot of guys talk about, you know, well, um, you know, we're, we're looking already at the conference championship. We know we're going to be there. You know, they're, they're going to take it week by week as they continue through this and, um, you know, but I think the expectation is to be right in the mix. Um, and I think that's the expectation in-house and uh, and really from, you know, outward, you know, from the fan base, um, you know, after they see a, a taste of those nine wins, um, you know, and of course you had the highs like a win over Notre Dame and, you know, winning the bowl game. And uh, so I, I think when you give fans a taste of that, they want more. And I think the team wants more too. So I, I think it's realistic to, um, to say that they'll – they'll hit that nine win mark again. Uh, At least they have the capability to, uh, if they can get all the pieces together. I think uh, last time I was on the show, I I think I predicted 10, um, Mm. you know, total. Um, So I I, I don't think it's unrealistic that that this team has the ability to play for a conference title. um, Cause I I think they, they had it last year, just uh, had some lapses at times and um, you know, lost a, lost a tight game to Troy on the road. Uh, blew it against Coastal Carolina at home early. They got down by three touchdowns before, uh, you know, Huff got a chance to turn around. And uh, so I, I think that uh, when you look at what went right last year and what went wrong, uh, the wrongs are, are relatively um, easy to correct. And, and they realized that, the, you know, they had things in front of them last year and weren't uh, but a game or two off from playing in that conference title game. And I think it's, uh, you know, th- th- there's a drive to get back to that level um, and but to actually play for a title this time. And um, I, I think that's part of the excitement around the program right now. Luke Greasy, Herald Dispatch, I'm sure the Eagles Super Bowl pullover is just coincidental <laughs> talking to a Patriots fan. I'm sure you're not trolling me <laughs> whatsoever. Hey, um, I, 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 I am just gearing up for the draft. Got two first-round picks yeah, this year. Right, Philly does. Right. So, uh, I am just gearing up for Thursday. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Highly, no, it, has no, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're a Patriots fan. Right, right, right. Highly unlikely. Yeah. I don't believe you for a I, second. I, I, I would have worn my Super Bowl 52 polo um, had oh. it been about the Patriots. So, or Got my Nick Foles jersey, you know. Got it. Right, right. That would have been worse. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, any chance of a Luke Greasy appearance for the Sun Belt Softball Championship here in Lafayette? There's a potential. There's a potential. Okay. I'm still trying to work out uh, some X's and O's and and see if I can, uh, you know, take off one of my hats back here and and put on my uh, my sports writer hat for that weekend. Um, but uh, and then trying to figure out how to get down there. It looks like if I do, I'm driving. So uh, it's about a fourth. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll see, we'll see. But uh, you know, it it's it certainly uh, there's some good softball being played around the league. Um, I was at uh, Marshall's uh, game yesterday. They beat uh, number twenty four Virginia Tech, and of course they had Alabama in town um, last week, which was fun too. So, 
but uh, but yeah, I, I'm hoping to get down there, and uh, if I do, I'll see you there. Well, if you're dry, if you're driving, that means you're going through Kentucky. If my geography is right, so pick me up some good bourbon. I really don't have much. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll take care of it. He's Luke Creasy from the Herald Dispatch, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Always appreciate your time, Luke. Thank you so much. Yep, no problem.